Recording in progress. Hey yo, it is Carso, and I am glad to be back here on Stuck in a Dream. Once again, I am by myself. I know it's been a few months, but I'm really excited to start the podcast back up again. Been super busy, been working, been just got done with school a few weeks ago. Now I'm about to start my other summer job. Simply, it's been crazy. I, I Let's just say I haven't been slacking. If you haven't seen anything on here, a lot of the content I've been posting has been on Instagram. So you can check that out, CarsonCook.talks. It's also on YouTube, Cook Talks. Make sure to go check those both out. Link will be in the description if you're hearing this on a podcasting platform. Let's get straight into it. Last time I did a podcast, like was really focused on, in on it, was right around the NBA bubble. And I was with my three other friends at the time that were doing it. But I'm by myself. So let's have some fun. Let's crack some jokes. I know you guys can't talk to me. But if you ever want to communicate, hit me up on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of those. Today I want to talk about the second round of the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs, and the award winners in each of the sections, including Coach of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, MVP, Most Improved, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. I'll give my opinions on who I thought should have won. And let's just say I've got a few issues, but not many. And then I can talk about the disappointments in the second round, disappointments in the first round. Let's get straight into it. I'm excited. I haven't done one of these in weeks, months. So let's get straight into it. To start it off with the awards, I want to start with Coach of the Year. One of the more important roles on here, like MIP is important, but how much of an effect can it have depending on year after year? Get straight into it. Tom Thibodeau won it. Monty Williams came in second, and Quinn Snyder came in third. I agree with this. Tom Thibodeau made the Knicks relevant again. And you know how hard that is to do? He put them in the playoffs. Now, they didn't get bumped. But he he changed the Knicks' whole atmosphere. Like, everybody had hated on the Knicks for years after years, since probably 2013, 14-ish, since Melo was really in his prime. Tom Thibodeau brought back the Garden. Definitely think he should have won. I'm glad Monty Williams got some votes he got i believe two first place votes he made that sun team fun again he has them in the second round with a 3-0 lead on the mvp nicole Jokic. we'll talk a little bit more about him and if i think he should have won but quinn snyder you know he led the jazz he had to be number three but i believe these other two coaches had more of an effect on their team than quinn snyder did i just believe that jazz team Another year, another year of growth. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. Tom Thibodeau, definitely coach of the year. Sixth man of the year. For a while, this was a no no debate right here. Jordan Clarkson was a no-doubt sixth man of the year, but then Derrick Rose popped up. He started going crazy. Derrick Rose almost won MVP and sixth man of the year. I don't believe that's ever been done to my to my knowledge. That would have been cool to see, but Jordan Clarkson averaged over 15 off the bench, leading score off the bench. There's not much else he could do. He took that role of becoming the sixth man, and, I mean, he's Lou Will, basically. He brings a fire off the bench. I remember seeing him live last, this season. I went to Utah, saw them play against the Grizzlies, which ended up being a first-round matchup, 
but it's pretty cool to see Jordan Clarkson get this, leaving Lakers, going to Cleveland, and now he's found a home in Utah. Joe Ingles, his teammate, came in second or third, definitely needed some votes, but I believe if you had the sixth man, how could you have like a seventh man? Joe Ingles was the seventh man, so how could he win sixth man? I know, I, I know, but still, it's it's kind of dumb. Derrick Rose, it would have been cool to see him win, but he didn't. Derrick Rose, maybe next year. Like He was the reason why the Knicks made that huge run in the second half. Going on to most improved. We'll save MVP for last. Most improved, there was no conversation here. I believe he got almost every single first place vote Julius Randle did. And Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter Jr. were just no competition. Julius Randle went from... Uh, Maybe an above-average starter to an all-star, an above-average all-star at that. He did disappoint in the playoffs, but Julius Randle went crazy in the regular season. These are regular season awards, which I believe maybe you should change it. Adam Silver, I'm talking to you. I believe there needs to be some debate on if the playoffs should be included. Remember, the playoffs are an important part of a basketball. So there's no no doubt about it. He was one winning. Jeremy Grant didn't play enough games. Michael Porter Jr. just didn't put up the numbers Julius Randle did. And he was the second, third man on the Nuggets. Going on defensive player of the year. This is probably the biggest debate out of all the all of the awards. And I think went to the wrong guy. I don't think Rudy Gobert should have won it for his third third. Yes, his advanced stats. Amazing. But can he guard one through five? One-on-one, can he guard anyone? He can't guard Joel Embiid one-on-one. Yeah, his team stats are amazing because it's a team game, but I'm taking a guy who, let's say you pull up to a court in the middle of L.A. He's guarding every player out there. Rudy Gobert can't guard the six-foot dude who's super fast and can shoot. Look what look what Steph Curry did to him. He made him do the Harlem Shake in midair in the game. So I definitely think Ben Simmons should have won this award. He's the overall better defender, and I believe most players in the league will agree with that. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, team defender. But one-on-one, if there was no help from his other players, then he's getting cooked by Embiid, Jokic, all the all the best bigs in the league. He'd get cooked by Boogie right now. I mean, if Boogie was in prime. But Draymond Green, there was really just no debate there. He wasn't as good as these other two, although he had a great season with the Warriors, a bounce-back type of season, although he he probably didn't average over 10 points per game. It was cool to see Draymond Green in this conversation again. Now it goes on to the MVP. I think they got the right guy. Now I think if Embiid plays all, let's say, 60 games, I think Embiid wins it. But... Nikola Jokic was healthier. He was better this season through his injuries, through Joel's injuries. Steph Curry, I don't think there was, I don't even think he should have been in this conversation. You can't be a 7, 8, 9, 10 seed and win MVP. I mean, Russell Westbrook did it and he was a 6 seed. But Steph Curry couldn't get his team to the playoffs? Come on, Steph, you got to be better. Russell Westbrook had a worse team. I'm taking that... Golden State Warriors team with Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, Kelly Oubre, all those guys over a team with Andre Roberson, DeMontis Sabonis, Victor Oladipo, and Steven Adams when they were all super young. And 
let's be honest, not all-stars. Steph Curry should have got his team, and there, if he's not even a 6-5-4 seed, there's no reason for him to be in this debate. I know he averaged, he was the leading scorer in the NBA, but Nikola Jokic had his team in the top five. He was one of the best passers in the league, one of the most dominant forces in the league this season with his ability to score, pass, and and basically have an all-around game. There's no reason Steph Curry was in this. Joe on the beach would have won it, I believe, if he didn't get hurt so much. Now, the only award that hasn't been announced as of right now, today is, let's see, June 12th. I'm rocking the Cactus Jack. <sighs> this is a big debate. Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball? Now, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Obviously, tell by Peja, just chilling in the back. There's no reason for Tyrese to be in this debate. They needed a third place, but Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball had just proved that this season, with their role, Tyrese was sent to the bench. Now, that's all coaching right there, because heck no, I would have had him starting over Buddy Heald all day, every day. But it's between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo. To me, I like winning. I like how this dude changed an entire franchise, changed a narrative on the Charlotte Hornets being a bummy franchise. Michael Jordan can't draft. Man, this dude, LaMelo Ball, he is special. I wish I would have bought his big baller brand shoes now that I think about it because they're going to be worth a lot in the future. I actually just bought Zion Williamson's shoe. But I did pull a LaMelo Ball rookie card that is worth $975. So that's pretty exciting. You know, I believe he's the rookie of the year. One of the best scorers in there. Third best score probably in that rookie class. The best passer in the rookie class. A solid defender for everything that scouts said about him. He's proved that he can play some defense. He can win basketball games, and that's what you want in the NBA. Anthony Edwards turned it on in the second half. But if you're taking 20, 25 shots, and you're hitting, let's say, 9, 10, and you're getting to the free throw line, of course you're averaging over 20. LaMelo Ball didn't take as many shots. Tyrese didn't take as many shots, but their efficiency was 10 times better. I think it's LaMelo Ball. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Check this out on YouTube. Tell me what you think in the comments on YouTube. I just don't see why people take Anthony Edwards. I think that's enough talk about the awards in the NBA this season. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments. Once again, I don't want to sound too repetitive, but I want to hear what you guys think. Going on to the playoffs. We're in the second round right now. It's June 12th, 2021. The Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden Nets have not disappointed yet. They're up 2-1 on the Bucks, And as of right now, James Harden is not playing in game four. It'll be interesting to see. But those first two games, they won by 39 in game two. You could just tell this Brooklyn team is special. They did lose against Milwaukee in game three. But without James Harden, is that sh should the Bucks be proud of that? I think they should be understanding that, yeah, we beat them. But we lost by 39 in game two. Lost by a lot in game one and that was both without James Harden. We have to turn it up if we want to if we want to win this series. Giannis has not looked good. Chris Middleton has not looked that good. Bruce Brown sold. 
There's not much else on this series. The Nets destroyed the Celtics in the first series. Milwaukee is destro- like destroyed Miami. There was no reason why Miami should have been in that series. They got killed. Jimmy Butler waking up at 5 a.m. I guess he woke up 4.55 and was a little too tired for the games. I got Brooklyn going all the way to the finals, and I'm excited to see what they could do. And that's if if James Harden comes back and he's healthy, that hamstring's not bothering him. I say hold him off. Try to win this series. If it goes to game six, bring back James. But if it goes, if you take this game, take up 3-1, don't play him. See what you can do. There's no reason for him to get hurt. Next up, we go on to the West. I think this West series could be an all-time great. Right now, the Jazz are up 2-0. They maintained home court advantage as the number one seed should. Donovan Mitchell is one of the best playoff performers I've ever seen live. Because, I mean, I wasn't watching Jordan, obviously. But that dude, Donovan Mitchell, besides one or two series against the Rockets, he went crazy in the bubble last year. And that was without Boyan Bogdanovich. And a few years back, averaged 25-plus in one of his first few series. Donovan Mitchell's special. The jokes about Carl Malone and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's only guy to score over 100 points in two games that is allowed within 1,000 feet of a school. They're pretty good, but this Jazz team is handling the Clippers. Clippers just went 7 with the Mavs, in which I don't believe they should have. I think they're a better team than they... Then they played. Kawhi Leonard is averaging only 20, 23 points. Paul George needs to step up. Reggie Jackson's one of their best offensive players. Patrick Beverly needs to get out of this series. He can't guard anyone. Patrick Beverly is a bum. And I've said that for years. He, as Russell Westbrook said, he just runs out there and makes you fools everyone that he's playing defense. He's not that good. He's six foot, six one. He has no handle, no ability to create his own shot. He can barely catch and shoot. He's not a good playmaker. There's a reason why they had to bring in Rajon Rondo. And I think if the Clippers win this series, it's because Rajon Rondo steps up. And they need to win these next two games, no doubt about it. And I think they need to win three in a row in order to make this a series. If they lose tonight or tomorrow, just pack it up. Put the house on the, the Jazz winning it all in the West. Next up, we're staying in the West. Phoenix Suns versus the MVP. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. It's kind of sad to see this series because you don't have a healthy Jamal Murray. And I think if Jamal Murray's in this series, and hey, we saw what he could do in the bubble. Imagine what he'd be doing against Devin Booker guarding him, Mikel Bridges. I He'd be averaging at least 25 plus. If Without him, it's a different series. Aaron Gordon... He's become a nice 3 and D wing, basically, guarding Devin Booker. Chris Paul has made this team infinitely better. And if I were the Kings or any team that looks to make the playoffs next year, go out and get Chris Paul. He's a dude who you have to take a chance on. The Phoenix Suns, Oklahoma City Thunder, took a chance on him. And I bet you they're not regretting it. Both made the playoffs with the year with them. Devin Booker's turned in to a top five player under the age of 25. Kendall Jenner is doing something good for him. He's breaking that curse with all the other NBA players who have failed with her by their side. 
I think this is a 3-0 series. It's over. I don't see the Nuggets coming back without Bubble Jamal. Kind of sad because this was a series, I believe, that could have gone seven. And it's not looking that way. It might go six if we're lucky. I think this next one, we're going to the East, is one of the best series in the entire NBA playoffs. We got the 76ers versus Hawks. Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, all these guys, one of their first series in the playoffs. Trey Young's been going absolute bonkers. And with Clint Capella by his side, teams have struggled. That's why the Knicks lost. Is that Clint Capella, Trey Young aspect. Right now, the Sixers are up 2-1, and it's due to Joel Embiid, really. He's showing why he was in MVP conversations. He's balling out. Tobias Harris is playing well. Danny Green just went and got surgery. So we'll see if that makes any of a difference on the defensive end. Obviously, Danny Green, we saw what Trey Young did to him, and it wasn't pretty. But I'm excited to see the end of this series. I think it can go six with the if the Hawks win today or tomorrow. Because that 76er team is solid. And I believe they will go play the Nets in the Eastern Conference Final. I believe that'll go six. So I got Nets, Sixers, Eastern Conference, Suns, Jazz in the Western Conference. So the one and two playing in each of those series. I actually had the Jazz going to the finals. I'd love to see Chris Paul make it, but I just think that Jazz team is so well-rounded. And I actually think they're a better matchup for the team I got going in the East. I got the Brooklyn Nets going in the East. I just believe with Rudy Gobert, it'll be tough because he's not going to be able to play that pick and roll well. But they're going to have to make it where if the Jazz make it, they will be a great matchup for the Nets because the defensive intensity of all their players with Mike Conley coming back. Don't don't sleep. If the Phoenix Suns make it to the finals versus the Nets, woo! Chris Paul versus Kyrie. James Harden versus Devin Booker. Now the problem is who's guarding who's guarding Kevin Durant on that team? Mikel Bridges, yeah, he's a decent defender. Jay Crowder can't guard him. We see what KD does to Giannis. But I think this will be an exciting end to the playoffs. The first round was kind of disappointing, but it'll be fun seeing these last three series. Tell me who you got taking it all, who you got in these series. I think that's it. If you want to see more episodes like this before the end of the playoffs, please let me know by leaving a comment, leaving a like. Let me know that you enjoy these and that I should keep these going. I moved down to San Diego in August. So I don't know how many of these I will be able to do. I'm traveling traveling a lot in July. So if you guys run up that like button, it'll show me that you guys are excited for this and want to see more of these. It's been Stuck in a Dream, and I'm out. Peace.